it is always easier said than done what is the most difficult thing that we feel it is how to survive in the most darkest of times can hope and believing in oneself can really do the magic well let's find out in this episode hey there i am ishani nigam and you have tuned into my first step ever podcast i realized life's too short to postpone your dreams and too long to live someone else's so after failing thousand times i'm finally on a journey to fulfill my dreams of impacting people's life through what i do the best entertain and educate through podcasting digital content creation and thought leadership on this podcast i uncover stories that help you see why you must do what you want in life build conviction to follow them and how to build systems to sustain them and if you are an entrepreneur or a brand seeking exactly the same then i'm up for a chat on my instagram handle which is at my first step ever underscore in but for now if you want to achieve your goals and build never failing systems then what are you waiting for let's get started welcome on my first step ever I'm so happy that we are going to be uncovering and discovering another very interesting story and this time all the way from Vancouver, Canada. This is such an important and such an interesting aspect where we invite such guest speakers who have gone beyond their limits, they have pushed their limits and have they've created a life of their own and not just impacting their own life but also going one step ahead and impacting many lives. So, welcome on my first step ever, Priya Transgard all the way from Vancouver, Canada. Hi Priya. Hey, thank you for having me on the show. It's such a pleasure. I am very excited because I think your background is such an interesting place where you come from in terms of your profession you are into a very interesting profession which is into education and you are doing very amazing things because you're teaching those people which are children who are going to be the future very soon and you are doing innovation in that field in that sector where it's going to help the most and i think you will be an amazing addition to our podcast because we can definitely understand the youth who's listening to us can understand that what are the strategies what is the mindset that really helps one go further but before that i like to introduce you to my viewers and listeners priya transgard is the founder of canada's leading tutoring agency for neurodivergent children and lives in vancouver with her two children her background running family business since she was 12 wow that's very very interesting yeah. <laughs> and that which has given her very key insights i'm sure i think that sort of upbringing really helps you where you have seen your parents you know running a family you have a very different mindset and that's really interesting to see that you have taken up the family business as well so i believe that you've recently published a book and it's called radically reframe which is very interesting which is three guiding principles for a happier neurodivergent family and that's available on amazon i would love to love to know about the kind of mindset that you carried and that you grew up with well thank you so much for the opportunity i hope that i can continue to grow and spread the word and so shows like yours are so important especially for people who are young and they're going to be our next leaders 
So my mindset actually in the beginning was very poor. So when I was 12 years old, my mom passed away and my father was raising me. I was 12, my brother was seven. And we started to run the family business on weekends because we had to make ends meet. So that was the first. And I learned a lot about working when I was 12. And then I started to learn about mindset as we struggled along year after year. And I think the mindset piece is the most important piece as a youngster. You know, there were times where I was doing very poorly at school. And, you know, I didn't have a mother around. So I was doing the cleaning and the cooking and making sure my brother was okay. But on the other side of things, I wasn't doing well at school. And I was just making it in terms of, you know, working after school and then trying to do my homework. And then on the weekends, I would be working into the wee hours and into the late night. So um, it was very difficult to try to get through that noise and get to the right mindset. That that sounds very challenging. I can definitely not place myself in the situation and say that I understand what you've gone through because I really don't. That is a very unique situation and I think that you rose up to the situation very well. From here itself, Priya, I would like to understand, you know, because there are circumstances where people have to age early because of the situations as that you were in. So if you are facing such kind of difficult scenarios, what was the one thing that kept you going? Or if you would like to share with our listeners that what is one thing that can really help them even in those challenging situations while early on in their life? Well, I feel like young people now, they know that life is challenging. And so already their baseline is information that things are not as easy as they could be. So baseline, a lot of youngsters do have that anxiety. So I want to acknowledge that. But yeah, it was it was extra challenging at that time for me. That's not a typical situation. Uh, the things that helped me was really surrounding myself with the right people. So here I was like at 15, um, you know, I'm starting to like do poorly, do poor at school right? And it's not my priority. So I actually was connected to a youth leader. And um, she's, she's mentioned in the book. Um, anyways, uh, so uh, the book radically reframed three <laughs> guiding principles for a happier neurodivergent family. Uh, so here I was at 15, really struggling. And, um, you know, I went to this local community center. So that's outside of our high school, there was a community center. And her name was Lily Dong. And she said to me, I know things are tough right now, but what are you going to do after you graduate? I, I said, um, I don't know. I can't even think that far ahead. And, and she said, I want you to think big and I'll see what, what's on your list. And, um, you know, I was 15 at the time and uh, I was like, okay, I, I don't really know Lily Dong. I don't know her that well, but that's nice. She it's kind of encouraging asking me about what I want to do after, but I really um, didn't take it too seriously. And she saw me again the week after and she's, she said, uh, where's your list? And I was like, Oh, okay. She's serious. So I came <laughs> back with the list and the list had some funny things on it. Like funny now that I look back, but it was like, I want to go to Paris and buy a Louis Vuitton. And I want to, um, you know, get a degree in psychology from this leading university. And I want to do all these. 
um, I want to live in Japan and very uh, interesting all, ones. Yeah, like you know, an unbridled passion. I was sort of 15. <laughs> I wanted to do all these things that, and at the time, I don't think it was very common like to do those things. But I just went with it. You know, I thought she cares about me, and like, let's see what I could get on the list. Um, she looked at the list and she said, "You could do all of these." So she believed in me. And that was a thing that was really important. So someone who challenged me and then, you know, an adult who believed in me and uh, all of those things, I had 20 things on the list. They all came true. Um, so I think that's it, to, to this day, it, it's remarkable that, you know, getting organized, putting your mind to the things that are going to inspire me through those tough times. So uh, at 15, I got uh, failing marks, right? Right. So I was doing poorly at school. That's four D's and two E's for anybody who knows about the, what those grade levels are. It was very poor. <laughs> and um, by the time I graduated, I had scholarship levels in my provincial exams. And I know it's because I had the right. I just needed one person, one person to believe in me. Yes. You know, my dad was like struggling, trying to raise us, run the business, like pay the bills. And um make sure there's food on the table. But there was that outside person that really believed in my capabilities and challenged me. So I think that was that that extra step. Lovely. Very, very interesting. And thank you for sharing that with us. Um, I think one one takeaway that our listeners or our audiences can really, uh, you know, pop take take back with them today is that even if they not don't find that support in someone else that you know the external support that they're looking for one thing that they can start doing is actually writing down that what they want to do and where they want to go because as you write things down and as Priya said that you start seeing the vision when you have the vision you start making the pathway to you know get to the end of the journey that you have planned for yourself and along the way once you make a start you will surely come across people who will help you with ways or you will find ways to help yourself out and another very interesting thing that is in surround with yourself with the right people so that's really interesting Priya that how you in that situation itself how you found someone that could really help you but you did your homework as well and you kept moving on so from that point where you were a 15 year old amazing teenager and did whatever possible that you could and then you paved your way you wrote your vision and then what happened after that when you were in your 20s how did this entire interest or what motivated you to get into the education system as an industry well my thank you for uh, you know leading in the direction so my degrees in psychology and so it was very it's an easy thing to try to understand how people learn. And that was my natural interest. But I also noticed that for me, it was harder to learn, right? So I, and by harder, I mean, I wasn't very focused. It was probably also that I was overloaded with a lot of responsibility. Learning was not my focus or priority. And so I had to figure out why that, why I was learning at a different pace. I figured that out on my own, but it wasn't a clear path. So I was, why am I not, you know, I'm studying so long. Why am I barely passing if I keep studying? Right. So I had to kind of figure out 
how that was working. And then um, when I completed my degree, I went to Japan and I worked for the Tokyo Board of Education along with some other private institutions. And then I started to learn that people needed to be treated a little differently from how all people learn. So that was just something I kind of fell into. It's something that I had a natural interest because I struggled. So I understood. I didn't know exactly the right terms. I didn't know about neurodivergence. I didn't know ADHD. I didn't know inattentive ADHD. I didn't know different aspects like dyspraxia, oppositional defiance disorder, or what really autism was about and how that could affect learning. I didn't know about social emotional learning. So there were a lot of things I didn't know the terms for, but I was really interested in how some kids would learn better after I spent time connecting with them. So what's interesting is I didn't know about those things until own children were born. So I initially fell into it because of my own interest because I realized that I didn't learn exactly the same way as everyone else, but I didn't know the terms for it. And I didn't know why I wasn't um, hitting the targets that I expected myself to. Then once I had my kids, I realized through diagnosis that they fell under the term of neurodivergent, which is anything that's not typical. And then that was like a big hit for me, like a big dose of reality and realization. And that took some time to figure out. So neurodivergent, again, is anything that's not typical. And so the way that it was presented to me is in a, in a medical or psychological lens. And, and that is having to do with attention. That is having to do with the way that my brain or anyone's brain who falls under neurodivergent processes information and what doesn't work for them. So I started to learn what doesn't work. And then I started to get annoyed with that. I was like, why are they showing us what doesn't work? Right. Why don't they show us what does work? Yeah. And that really, you know, spearheaded Edify Learning Spaces, which is the leading tutoring agency for neurodivergent kids in Canada, because there's a missing gap and there was a big problem. Up to 30% of people are neurodivergent and learn differently. So let's not neglect them. Let's yeah. empower them, is what I thought. Incredible. I think uh, that's, that, that's how you come to understand, you know, if there is a gap between gap there you can actually fill in but you have experienced this firsthand uh, and I must say that you are very brave that you have taken this up as a challenge and also that you want to raise your voice and say that let's see what we can do about it and not only help your children but help a wider population so I think going beyond that seeing beyond that is a quality that uh, 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 I mean that really sets you apart from a lot of people. And I think that's the very heart and purpose of your business. And that's why, you know, people with a very good heart and a very good purpose can make their business run very well. And I think it really touches a lot of people's heart because 
it's not just the numbers that you're looking after, but it is a purpose that you're sort of serving out there. So having talking about the business, the tutoring agency that we are now about to talk, of, uh, discuss about. So now that we know the reason behind it, that why it came upon, but are you able to take us through the first steps of how to start your own agency? Even though like you had a bit of an experience with your dad's business, did you face any challenges? If yes, how did you overcome them? Yeah, so remember all of those challenges I had in the past. That just makes, you can look at it a few ways, right? You can say like, oh, you know, that's going to hold you back because now you're you're um, thinking about that and you're stuck in that narrative where you're just repeating those things like life is hard and things don't go, always go my way. And you're kind of just like zigzagging through life and bouncing off walls. Or you could look at that and say, okay, this is going to make me stronger, right? So those are the things that led to me starting Edify Learning Spaces. Edify Learning Spaces is actually a pivot due to the pandemic. So originally, so I was meant to run a brick and mortar, so a physical location of an after-school care center. It was going to be an after-school care center uh, that didn't really focus on neurodivergent kids. It was going to focus on general like STEAM, so um, science, tech, engineering, art, and math after school, because that was another gap in the market, right? There wasn't after school, and I, I really wanted to help women because a lot of women couldn't get back to pick up their school their kids at school at three o'clock so they would have to sacrifice their career because there wasn't enough after school care provided in the city of Vancouver for three hours so I thought that's an opportunity for three hours all of their education all of their sacrifice and learning means nothing because they can't pick up their kid and now they're taking a job because of the convenience of picking up their kid at 2.45 or 3 yeah. o'clock. That seems like an opportunity to, to use and harness our investment in women. So I was saving and connecting with people and it took, you know, property values kept raising. And I, I think that's quite common and in many parts of the world right now, but the property value kept raising um, yeah. out of my reach. So then I, I, after all of that time of trying, to, I actually ended up working with this, the Minister of Child Care and trying to, you know, create this after school program and a child care facility. And they granted me up to $1 million, which is a lot of money. Uh, but it was wow, still congratulations. Enough. It wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. Wow. So that was a shortfall. So I had to get a developer to promise more than 4 million and they stopped at 2.8. So I couldn't make it. I kept trying to pivot and, and find my way along the journey. And I'm sure a lot of young people can understand how hard it is with real estate prices and brick and mortar and how that's preventing your dreams from coming true if you have a brick and mortar dream. So the pandemic launched a pivot. It was March, 2020, and I had signed a lease for my after-school care facility. I had a partner, I had a business plan, I had funding. I'd wrote, written a business plan and got all this funding from for a youth program. If you're under the age of 
30, it was 35 at that time. If you're under 35, you write a business plan, you can get some money from the government to, to help you launch your business. So I did all those things and I signed the lease on March 4th, but I did have 15 days to renegotiate. And by that time, city went into lockdown for oh. because of COVID. And I thought, you know what? I think I'm going to have a hard time staffing. I think according to my numbers, I will use up all my money in six months if I can't find people to work. So I pivoted. So I, I pivoted, I but, but I didn't hurt myself. Like I didn't lose any money on the lease. Like that's crazy. So that, that was a huge advantage and I didn't lose any money. I'm trying to um, do a tenant improvement on the lease space. So I went, came back to square one, back to square one. Yeah. And then, um, so that decision was made March, 2020. And then August, 2020, I launched out of fine learning spaces, which really went to the heart of my own story with my kids and how they learned best. And so I know that there's a lot of parents who are struggling because I was hearing and reading mm -hmm. in parent groups that during the pandemic, their kids were being left behind even more. They were already left behind. So I took it upon myself with my knowledge that people were not doing as well, uh, such a large percentage that I could help them yeah. through one-on-one -on -one tutoring with a specialty for neurodivergent kids. August 2020, by that time, I was still studying, like, how are my kids doing and how are they doing well? And why are they doing well? Like, I used them as an example yeah. of hope. Um, and they also, they changed my life. I, 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 am, I wouldn't be the person that I am. I wouldn't be as positive, bold as I am if it wasn't for my kids being neurodivergent. This is a very unique story that I'm going through actually today. Very interesting to actually understand that you are really uh, very passionately trying to make a difference and it is for a very good and noble cause. And I'm happy that your children provide you that strength and you're able to, you know, amplify that positivity and strength and able to help more people. And thank you so much, Priya, for being on the podcast today, taking us through your initial struggles and how did you cope with that going forward that how did you find your purpose, the passion and how did you pivot yourself at the point of time when you had everything locked in after trying so much, but then everything just went for a toss due to the COVID. So thank you, Priya. It was really lovely to know about your journey, your story and your, your purpose and how you have gone through all this together. Before we take your leave, is there any one thing that you would like to, you know, Tell us, tell our viewers or our listeners that you felt that in your life that that's the biggest learning that you have had and you would like to share with them so that they can just focus on their goals and keep moving on. That's wonderful. I'm going to say it was many, many things. Okay. So for my, for your business, it's really important. And I've helped launch hundreds of businesses and that's a lot. For if if you think about each That's entrepreneur great. that right, so I've launched I've helped launch hundreds of businesses for those business owners. For your business, it's really important for you to have a business plan that has your financial goals, and then you have to reverse engineer that. And a lot of people look at their financial goals and they say, "Okay, well, I'm gonna you know thirty 
items sold or 30 customers and it's going to cost me this much and, and then the but the hard part is getting the customers and people sometimes think well everyone will buy it um so that plan is also about your marketing and how you're going to order it logistics everything has to go in that plan so those three main things have to be in that plan so it has to be written down i think that is one of the keys to success and the next thing is to have a mentor so someone who believes in you, someone who's done it before. So those are the two big things that I think will catapult your business or your career to success. Having those goals written down and having a mentor. And then the, the other piece that you talked about was more about my big takeaway. My big takeaway after all these years is to believe in myself and trust that even if I fail, I will succeed. Because every failure that has got me here has made me stronger. So if I can leave that with your viewers, that everything that's hard, everything that's annoying, everything that you think is useless, everything that's boring is actually making you who you are if you tap into it. Tap into it. And then once you tap into it, you can use those things to catapult your success. Those are such amazing words, I would say, and such a great note to end this episode on that whatever is bothering you, whatever you think is useless, is actually making you stronger if you really tap into those opportunities. So thank you so much, Priya. Thank you for an amazing journey that you have taken and shared with us today. Before you take your leave, I just wanted to request you if you're able to leave our listeners with a quote or a saying that you really resonate with. A rising tide lifts all boats. So that's that I, yeah. And that basically is like everyone that works together. Every time someone is helped, it's going to help everyone else. So like it all relates to if up to 30% of people are neurodivergent, some of them could end up on the street or some of them could be the most successful people on earth. It's all in how we help each other. Wow. I think this is one of the most simplest thing, but the most difficult thing to really understand is that anyone could be anything. It Your challenges, your situation they do not really define what you are capable of, but it's the mindset that you carry in those situations that does. So thank you, Priya. I'm so happy that we, have, we were able to meet you, know your story, and all the best on your journey because you're doing an amazing job. So to all my viewers, thank you so much for watching and listening to my first step ever. We will be back with another episode soon. friends if you have reached thus far today firstly thank you so much it really means that you have learned something out of today's episode and you have enjoyed so why don't you share it with me and let me know that what is that you have learned and what would you like to listen more in the upcoming episodes i love to build a relationship with my viewers and audiences and know what really is that helping them so you can follow me on my instagram handle which is at my first step ever underscore in and subscribe to my youtube channel for weekly video updates and yes if you like what i do over here follow my first step ever on google apple or spotify and please drop your rating my show and comment 
Well, this can be a way you can help me achieve my dreams to reach out to millions who need to hear this as I help you in your journey in taking the first step ever. Until next time, start believing in yourself. And most importantly, keep believing in yourself.